Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to a very special episode of Conversations with Consciousness on the Biba Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Biba Logan, and today we have an extraordinary guest who will challenge your perceptions and expand your understanding of existence itself. Joining us is Adrian Bay, a truly unique individual. Adrian is not a regular guest. He is a walk-in, a soul who entered a body directly from the source without any prior physical incarnations. This is his first time on Earth, and he is here with me today to share his wisdom. What exactly is a walk-in? Well, it occurs when a person in their life reaches a certain point where they no longer desire to continue living. Overwhelmed and burdened by circumstances, they have an option to actually make an agreement with another soul instead of destroying the body. The body is only a vehicle that can be used by other souls to get certain jobs done to help with the ascension process. And this agreement involves the original soul being freed from the body, creating space for another soul to step in and take over. Hence the term walk-in. Adrian, who describes himself as a frequency directly from the Creator, arrived seven years ago into a body that was already in its 40s. I encourage you to listen to an interview by my dear friend, Danny Van Velder, who initially interviewed Adrian on her podcast called The Modern Crone. I will provide a link to that insightful interview in the description for those interested in listening. And it was during that podcast that I first heard Adrian's story, which led me to invite him onto my own podcast to gain a deeper understanding. So by listening to both of these interviews, you can gain a comprehensive understanding as we explore different aspects. It is crucial to grasp that we are not solely our physical bodies. Our physical bodies serve as vessels for our souls or spirits. And in a walk-in experience, the original soul chooses to depart or walk out, while a new soul willingly steps in and occupies that body, that physical vessel. Adrian's arrival on Earth is part of a mission alongside five other beings directly from Source to aid in the ascension process and the awakening of humanity. In this exclusive interview, we will dive deep into the concept of walk-ins and explore the profound significance of Adrian's presence on the earth and how crucial this time really is. So get ready to embark on a journey of discovery and illumination as we uncover the mystery of walk-ins and their role in our ascension process. So join me, Biba Logan, we dive into an extraordinary world of walk-ins, gaining unprecedented insights into what's happening on Earth right now. Prepare for an enlightening conversation, a frequency from the source who came to guide us towards higher consciousness and a brighter future. We will talk about ETs, the new Earth, the 5D, full global disclosure, the great conversions, your soul's purpose, the creator's plans for the future, and so much more. Grab a cup of tea, coffee, and a cat, and enjoy. Adrian Bay, welcome to Conversations with Consciousness. Thank you for having me, Vipa. Well, thank you for agreeing to actually just basically drop in and have a conversation with me today about who you are and what life is like for you. Mm. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell me, just tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm not going to tell them. I'd like you to explain just a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. So, 
we are talking about walk-ins. So I'm one of the walk-ins that actually came in to assist planet Earth in one way or another in its evolution process during this time frame. And I came in in 2017, if I remember correctly. So say, for example, if it's human age, I am only about seven. <laughs> so I sometimes I do have a mindset of a seven-year-old. Although kind of like when you come into a host, you tend to have their memories but you don't get to have their emotional memories. Say, for example, if you meet a friend, maybe a friend that you have known for a very long time, but then you can't connect emotionally at all. Uh, you, of course, you have the memories of knowing that they are the friend of the host, but then you don't feel that type of connection that normal people would feel if you see a friend on the street and say hi, you know, give them a hug and a kiss and stuff like that. No, we don't have that. And the best thing that to experience a, a physical form is, is the most interesting thing. The, I, I still remember the first time when I stepped into the whole spot. And the first time when my feet or his feet touches onto the ground, and just go, oh my, this is solid ground. Never, never, ever have we actually touched anything solid before. So obviously, you can tell that um, this is my first time around here. No, I've never been into a host body before. A human to speak, we, we, we don't have that opportunity to do so unless necessary. There are other walk-ins as well, but then not like us. Walk-ins come from different dimensions, even different universes. They are quite a lot of universes outside, but then there are only 13 main universes all around. Then the rest are multiverse that are diverted timelines or just differentiated timelines from one universe to the other. That's all. So you just multiply them together. You have your multiverse all together. And that one is interesting. But then, <laughs> but then the, the, the funny thing here is my... Should I call my race or my species? We, we don't come from any of the universes. We just drop in from Source because Source allowed us to, to come in here because something interesting, Source actually wants to experience this as well. So Source comes in in another form, another body, another host. We are kind of like coming in together with Source, just helping Source out in certain ways when we communicate through frequencies during our meditations. So if you ask me, what are we here for? Usually we don't have an agenda until Source gives the command or in a sense, sends out the frequency. And those of us who are here together with Source, we will tap onto the frequencies and we'll start doing stuff, energetic stuff, you call it. Then what happened is the next few days uh, around the world, things happen. The main one will be stuff like certain truth comes up during this time, I still remember. Then, of course, then you will find that the veils are thinning, where you get to see more news about alien crafts or alien encounters and all these things. So they're actually there. It's just that the veils are just blocking. We just allow the vibration to raise further during this time round, that period. And um, our dear son, 
your solar system, the sun is actually doing most of the work. What we do is just we just send enough frequency for the suns to actually do its job to raise the vibration of human beings so that so-called we thin down the veil it's actually we just allow more energies from the sun to raise your vibration frequency so that you can literally see what's actually going on wow okay so that's the whole summary of what's going on here so for anybody who's confused uh, a walk-in is when uh, consciousness decides to have a human experience right kind of like that consciousness decides to have a human experience well, there are other walk-ins from other universes as well. I've met probably one or two of them. Most of them are actually from the ninth dimension. Uh, they come in here just wanting to experience because this universe itself have different rules. And they themselves that come from the other universes have different rules and regulations as well. Say, for example, you have about 100% free will or 99.99% free will. But then in another universe, their free will percentage is only like 50%, so to speak. I mean, to put it in a human, human way of uh, navigating the percentage. So they don't really have 100% free will. So they want to come here and they want to experience free will. But then they do not want to experience on the fifth dimension or the sixth dimension where things are freer, and even more fluid over there. They want to experience something like having a solid form, a human host body, for example. Because then they can really experience the limitations that actually locks them down into a space and really enjoy what human beings put it in a sense that are ah, a physical experience. When you talk about physical experience, we're not talking about all your five senses touching and all those things, but then you have the mental and you have the emotional as well. But then the pros and cons, the pros is this is the first time we are touching solid. We are experiencing solid emotions. We are experiencing solid mental <laughs> process in a sense. But that also is an is a disadvantage for us. Most walk-ins are not able to take this type of compressed pressure. Let's just put it this way, because frequencies that walking comes in they are higher, so emotions are amplified. Say for example, you, you just get angry. But when a walk-in gets angry without awareness, that's the worst thing because they might get a heart attack over small little, small little things. Say, for example, someone just stepped on your feet and you go there. But then for a walk-in, it's very painful to the heart because the energy expands so much, then they, they have to really, <laughs> what you call, take a deep breath and just hold it back. Because if it gets worse, you will see them having uh, blood capillaries burst. <laughs> Some of them bleed, actually. Wow. Yeah. That sounds painful. Very painful. <laughs> but that's a human experience. So you were just helping us understand from the source, this bandwidth of frequencies that you were basically in this space. What is it about now? Why did you decide to come into a house body now at this time? Well, one thing is because we have a contract with this body, this host. Whether we are going to activate it is according to divine timing. But then we don't really want to come in until Source actually says that he wants to come in and play. So it, in a sense, when all the scriptures actually point to the part where they say that the returning of Christ, one way or another, 
or a returning of a God source that is coming in, yeah, we are talking about the God source that is here to experience human life as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, source decides to come in, in his form. It's in in it's it's form. I I we do not know what kind of form it's it took, but then it took a form. So, kind of like we are just the. We're just the butlers or the servants. We just drop by together and just serve whatever sauce needs to. So it's like okay, they just she just rings the bell and say, okay, we need this to be done right now. Okay, I want this. Please come and do this. So I like, okay, we just follow. So kind of like we all have contracts. It's just uh, whether sauce wants to activate it or not. We we don't have in a sense. In a sense, when we are with source, we don't have free will. Okay, mm. I understand. Talk to me a little bit about. There's two things that you just said there that I'm interested in. The first one is that the original body, the original energy that was in that body, mm. um, Adrian, right? Mm. Let's say, mm-hmm. is he has he's got nothing to do with what you're here to do? Well. Let's just put it this way. He's just preparing the body for us to enter. That's all. Okay. So, mm. but, and why that body? Why did you pick that body? Why did I pick that body? I'm also asking myself the same question. <laughs> it's like, shouldn't I have... Thought about it more? Yeah. It's like, why do I just choose something like this? I thought every, every one of us is supposed to have a body of a 20-year-old. You know, things like that. I was like, oh my, why, why am I getting a body of a 50-year-old? It's like, oh. But then, uh, of course, when we enter the body, we understand why. Because we always choose a form where it doesn't disrupt too much of its original destiny and path. So this body actually has, uh, you, you know, if you, if you do your astrology and the Chinese astrology and stuff like that, the path that this body is going to lead has a 20 years of boosted energy level, which whatever the body does or whatever the soul does in this body, in this form, it gets amplified. And it's kind of like what you say is a good luck cycle for, for this body. So uh, that's why we, we, we find something like this. So that when we come in, we don't need to do too much stuff, don't need to suffer too much. And we can just use the body and do whatever that's required. So in that, that, that way, that's the best way I can put it. I, I do understand that, but do you not get to pick and choose? Not really. Really? Yeah. Wow. Kind of like not really. You're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> that's like blind dating with yourself. <laughs> yes. Kind of like that. Yeah. We, we, I mean, you come into the body, you thought that this body is clean. To begin with, you thought that this body has a lot of spiritual knowledge and energies to begin with, but then true actual fact, this body doesn't have anything that is even strong enough to even hold the energies that's coming through. Wow. Yeah. So the only thing that happened during the time when we so-called come into the body, we know that the host is suffering. Because he needs to exit, so the, the willingly the 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 original holes actually exit, 
and allowing us to come in. But then we can't use the body immediately. What I mean is I'm stuck in the body for 24 hours. I can't move. I just, it's like, you know, (laughs) you're just allowing your energies to penetrate through a thick block body, trying your very best to move every single digits of your fingers and even trying to breathe normally. Wow. So it took about 24 hours for us to actually get ourselves up again, go to the washroom and stuff like that. Wow. Mm. And when you entered, how did you get in? The, The host has to leave because the host did something. Have you heard of something called Ibogaine? Ibogaine? Mm. No. It's a kind of uh, African... Uh, I wouldn't say it's a hallucinogen, but then Ibogaine is known to be used to help people to get rid of their drug problems. So somehow or other, the previous host actually got his hands on it and he wanted to try. So he did. And I think it was quite bad for him but then it actually helps to clear him out of the space because ibogaine is actually quite dangerous. It's kind of a plant medicine. It's also called the devil's root. Ah, yes. (laughs) Devil's root, bad name, but yes. Yes. So I guess that's the best way that he wants it. Probably to him, it's an experience, but to us, it's an excess in. (laughs) But then all these are already being contracted. But did he take uh, the devil's root when, during your transition? Oh, he, he took it three days. I guess three days. Will that be three days ago? Yeah. Three days before uh, we are able to come in. Because I was able to enter the body on the last day, I guess. Once the body fully, you know, it, it's almost like fully shut down. Yeah. Yeah. It, wow. it just left with a little bit of like that last breath, you know. So the wow. body shuts down, we come in, and yeah, we, we were just there opening up our eyes, <laughs> the only things that we have. Do you come in through an energy center or are you just there? We are just there actually waiting. Wow, mm. you're just there. And so when his energy, spirit, frequency, what would you call it? Mm. Energy, frequencies, soul. When his soul re- left, did you see that? Oh, no, it was taken away by the uh, his life-death guide. His life-death guide? Yeah. Uh, wow. every, every one of you all have one. So it's the time when you are born, your, your closest spirit guide, which is your life guide, is already around to usher your soul in. Then when you leave, this guide will actually ushers your soul out. And may I ask you, because mm. I do some entity removal, I know you do as well. Where's their life-death guide? The entities? Yeah, ah. you know the entities removed from people. Mm. Like, where's uh, their guide? <laughs> okay, some of these entities are very interesting. They actually escape from their guide. <laughs> Thank you for that tip. I remember. <laughs> They, they like to run away. They still, they still want to hold back. They still want to be here. They still have a lot of unfinished business. That's why they, they are here. So that's why some of the, uh, we call it the immigration department spirit guides. 
will always be around to look out for all this guy and actually try to persuade them and ask them to come along, not really going to the light, but then just bring them to where they're supposed to be. Different souls will have different places to go. So a lot of people say, oh yeah, I've sent souls here and there. It's like, okay, good for you. <laughs> but then there is always a place where these souls are meant to be. But then usually it's either the life to death guides that will bring them because not every one of them will be going to you know, Judgment Day and, you know, get to see yourself in the TV show, broadcast and everything. <laughs> see your whole life going through drama a little bit, cry and stuff like that. No, uh, some of them just goes back to their soul family group or they are just joining back to their direct higher self, that's all. And when I'm doing uh, quantum healing work with people and some people have entities and I, I and that entity might be around the body or in the body, normally it doesn't really, it doesn't seem to be aware of what's really going on, but it doesn't really want to leave. Now, they always leave when you deal with, when you, when you bring love into the scenario. Yep. When I show love and say, listen, I'm not here to judge you or, or banish you to the, to the bells of the earth. I just want to release you back to the light. They always get very emotional. Ah, of course. Of course they do. Because it's su suddenly someone can hear them, actually. Why, wow, really? Yeah. Because, okay, this is very interesting. Your human body itself is like a treasure box. It can hold up to about 10,000 souls inside. So wow. possession is very common. But then, of course, the, the main soul or... Yeah, the main host of this, uh, this body needs to be strong enough to actually so-called repel all these uh, negative entities from entering uh, or negative influence from, from, from taking over their bodies. So the host themselves needs to be really strong. So you will find that, you find that most people who drinks a lot, who smokes a lot, who takes drugs, and of course those people who have a lot of tattoos, hmm, uh, have a lot of all this stuff, strange entities or strange energies that's inside them. Uh, they, they have more because of the weak aura that they have. Of course, then uh, the body has created enough portals for all those things to enter. So yeah, it's quite common though. Wow. So how do, like, are you saying tattoos are portals? They are basically portals uh, depending on the intention and what you, you know, ink on it. They, they have that type of effects. Uh, once, oh, especially when it's inked in with a strong emotion and you feel very attached to that emotionally, uh, then yeah, it, it, it creates portals. It, it also, uh, okay, portals doesn't mean that it's always entity. Sometimes portals also mean energies from other places you are able to connect to. So say, for example, people who have tribal uh, tattoos, they are actually connecting back to their... Uh, soul family from the same tribe. So they have knowledge, they have wisdom uh, from uh, this, uh, their family soul group and they are able to share it like those medicine men that you, you, you may be seeing. Uh, those, uh, they, the tattoos have meaning and they actually give them, in a sense, power, wisdom and knowledge from the soul ancestor group. So it's like you're functioning with a bigger, better iCloud, <laughs> you have more information to use, to help and to assist. Okay, mm. oh, that's fascinating. And when you 
when you guys, when we, the we that you're talking about, the 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 frequencies, would you describe yourself as a frequency? Yeah, kind of like that. We are just frequencies, nothing more. Nothing more. Okay. And so now, but frequencies can change their vibration. So you're functioning at a the highest vibrational possible if you come directly from source. Uh, we try not to. <laughs> yeah, because we wouldn't be here. I understand. Help, help us understand a little bit about your frequency and how you tune it in and tune it down or fit in. Or uh, Okay, I get what you mean. Uh, for us, we, we don't... We, let's say, for example, if you can see my aura, you won't be able to see my aura. You, you may see a, a certain layer of thing that's around my aura. Um, like just now, because... Um, Usually we affect recordings like this, and oh. yeah, uh, I have encountered before. Um, one of my friends actually do something called uh, what's that? Bio resonance or something like that. So uh, when he was trying to tap into the bio resonance of uh, the body, it, it doesn't work. Uh, it, the um, they always have a warning sign picked up and say time dilation or something about um, there is something blocking uh, that they cannot penetrate through. So that's why I say, just give me a second. Let me just keep everything back wow. and seal everything up so that you can access. So once they even access, what they access is only part of the energies. And wow. uh, for the bioresonant feedback that they always get is, they always tell me, Adrian, why is it so different when you start talking? It gives certain level of vibration frequency. But once you stop talking and we test it again, it gives something else. It's like you are two different person or maybe multiple different people altogether. I say, of course, because we are nothing more than just frequency. We, we, we function based on frequency. Say, for example, if I'm leading a meditation today, the frequency that comes in will be unconditional love. But then let's say, for example, if I don't need the meditation, I just go out and have a meal, then it's just a normal frequency to function this body, that's all. Is that automatic? Uh, we try to make it automatic as much as we can. So, But then we still have to be very aware when we are interacting with uh, normal people. Mm -hmm. We try to make our frequency as acceptable as possible mm -hmm. uh, so yeah and the reason being why is you know i mean the first time you come in you want to meet people and people want to talk to you and stuff like that they find you fascinating so one of those interesting day forgot to you know just close up my aura just went out just meet this person and when we were talking uh, while talking, the person we are not talking about nothing much more than just a little bit of uh, spiritual information, but then the person starts tearing. Okay. Then she can't stop at all. It's, she say, "I don't know why, but I'm keep uh, my 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 tears keep coming down." I say, "Are you okay?" She said, "Yeah, I'm okay." I say, "Are you sad?" She said, "No, I'm not sad. It's just tearing." I said, "Okay, good, just tear," but then. Later on, I found out that she was sick for three days. She mm -hmm. went into uh, her body, went to a shutdown, and, and she 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 went into a flu or something like that, and she can't move her body for the whole day. And the next day, she felt better, and she actually contacted uh, 
about my friends who say, is your friend, is something weird about your friend? I do not know whether he is <laughs> divine or demonic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then she, she finally got, uh, got around and say, oh, okay. Uh, she consulted another friend. The, the other friend was like saying, you, you have either met someone of a very high vibration frequency or someone that is not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I said, it's okay, it's up to you. You you go and find your own truth. I, I'm not here to tell you what I am or who I am. Wow. Mm. And so her, when she was in the presence of unconditional love, her body reacted in such a way that it responded and it almost purging really, wasn't it, for her? I think so. We yeah. won't know though. <laughs> the purger. Mm. And so when you were watching Netflix in heaven with the source, right? <laughs> I know it's funny and yeah. that is just an analogy. That's the okay. best way to put it, yeah. Yeah. So when you were watching Netflix in heaven with God, let's say, as mm. a joke, but not really. Mm-hmm. Why now? What's a, what's going on now? Is is there anything specific on the earth that you wanted to assist with? Or why are you here now? Mm. Why not like 100 years ago? Um, okay. We... we... Okay, Source decides to come in here just for this one experience. This one very interesting experience that have never done before. So we, he suggested, okay, let's just come in and just let's try to get into a physical form and allow this physical form to vibrate so high that it breaks free from the three-dimensional, four-dimensional space-time. And let's shift to the fifth dimension altogether and, and, and see what happens there. So, you know, when you're watching Netflix and you just think that everything is that simple, but by the time <laughs> when you come in here, it's almost like, hello, <laughs> we are still stuck, you know? So every now and then, Source will send frequency, uh, you know, for that past, I, I, I don't know whether you're aware of it or not, but then for the past eight years, seven, uh, eight, nine years, uh, the sun was quite dormant until... There's a period of time when you start to get very active again. Mm-hmm. And when, lack of a better word, when Source becomes slightly impatient, he will just release more frequencies telling us, you know, it's time to amp up because, you know, we need to shift. Something like that. And is that the photonic light? Is that photonic light? What is that What is that coming off the sun? That's, what, what is that frequency that's coming from the sun, that's removing our veils, that's uh, giving us all our abilities, that's waking us up to the truth of what we are. Like the sun has changed. It's obvious. Yep, definitely has changed. The best way to put it is the energies that is being emitted out is what we brought from source. Wow. So what happened thank is you. once thank we... You, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just have <laughs> to say that. I'm so grateful for you right now because without you, you know, I may not be uh, where I am. When did you start your journey? I mean, is it like 10, 20 years ago? I think I started my journey millions of years ago. Oh, okay. I don't, you know, I just, I'm here in this time. I don't understand things like I used to understand them. And therefore, that's why talking to you is so interesting because... I feel like a new person mm-hmm. and my journey has been since I got here in this physical body anyway, it's been evolving and changing. It, it never didn't start. It was always happening. But I know 
lately in the last 10 years, five years, two years, two months, there's enormous shifts. I mean, they're, they're timeline jumping shifts. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're now I'm now on another timeline and I don't have the memory of a past timeline. That's why I thought I was a walk in because I don't remember. Ah, I see. OK, what happened to the timelines is um, all the multiple timelines within this earth or in this universe is actually converging into one spot. So you'll find that most of the timelines are actually collapsing into one. And you find like memories that you used to have uh, is not correct. Or some memories you don't even remember any single thing at all. So what happened is because the timeline has uh, collapsed into one. And right now uh, it's converging more and more until it hits the zero point, we call it. Then everyone will experience the same timeline of one. Uh, ascension. Really? Mm. Is that actually going to happen? hope so depends on whether (laughs) our dear source wants to do that but like here's the thing all of my friends and all of my own awareness and all of you walk-ins and all of the help that's here to assist it has to work it's written Mm -hmm. it's written like the source wills it so otherwise none of us would be even having these conversations right Mm, precisely and so you, you arrived, and when you arrived, the sun, in recognition of itself, expanded more God's source, source energy, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that is, that life force of consciousness. When you arrived, and, and the others like you, and when we plug in and we expand and mm-hmm. become more of the consciousness and all of that, the sun then expands. And when the sun expands, more people are waking up on that timeline. Is that right? Yeah. It's kind of like, let's say, for example, if Source would, um, because Source came in, okay, because of his vibration frequency, mm-hmm. most of those people um, like yourselves who are already ready for this uh, so-called ascension is, is willing to work it out. So you all come into an agreement to raise the vibration of yourselves, uh, no matter what kind of ways that you're going to do it. You raise this vibration together so that walk-ins like us, we are able to use this vibration and amplify even further so that it can affect the entire solar system on one level and also the galactic system at another level. Then Mm -hmm. going to the star system, uh, we actually move faster and faster towards the center of the galaxy. At the same time, we're also moving closer and closer to the center of the star system. Mm-hmm. So by then, we are all at the center, then Source can work his magic even faster. So the nearer we are to the center of the galaxy or the center of the star system, the nearer we are to the center of uh, everything. So then that will become your so-called zero point and everybody wakes up in a sense then you remember who you are, wow. who you really are. I mean, all these old memories, they need to go. All these uh, old parts of you need to go because your higher soul or your higher selves are already waiting for, for, for you to connect at point zero, all right? If you get what I mean. Wow. I totally understand what mm. you mean. It's so, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Come, come. So when we come to the conversion point, you choose. You will have a choice. You will have to choose. 
whether you want to so-called merge back with your higher self, your direct higher self, and shift totally to that vibration frequency, or do you still want to stay here and 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 uh, wait for you know to help to assist the rest of the human race to actually raise their vibration further? It's all your choice because that time you you are your higher self. Yeah, exactly. And so what I want to know is lots of things. But when I did a quantum healing session two days ago and I saw what you're talking about, I saw how every act of me raising my awareness assists those who are on a higher vibration. I saw the mechanics of it. I saw what you're talking about. And so it's new to me, but I'm beginning to understand it. Um, And what happens to those who choose not to? Do they die or what happens? Ah. Okay, this one we are still considering. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's just put it this way. Earth is a place where even low vibrational being can still exist on a 5D level. We, we are not going to shift Earth directly to 9D. Everything will burn. And then Earth will shift to 5D, which is still all right. Most people are functioning uh, at maybe 3 uh, 3.5, uh, 4, 4.5 or 5 already. Most, most people are already functioning at about 5. Unless you are talking about those people who are still drinking, who are still, um, you know, doing yeah. stuff and weird stuff and they are still functioning at 4, 4.5. They can still exist on 5D Earth. But you'll mm-hmm. be surprised. You'll be, you'll be very surprised that um, I remember one of your questions is does all the walk-ins come from the whether you call it from the good side or the, the other side. Yeah. We come from all sides. Okay? Wow. And um, even on other sides, they are of high vibration as well. Vibration is just vibration. Frequency is just frequencies. Whatever that you are doing is only part of source plan without you even knowing it. But then you are just functioning as a part of what source wants you to do. Somehow or other, you just get this instinctive feeling that you need to do certain things and you just do it. But then that's how source works. So, for example, Mm. when Adrian, when that body you're in, when Mm. you use that body to meditate and source is giving you information, tell me how that works for you. Uh, Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh my. It's like, oh my, that's work again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. You know, because we are, in a sense, we know that this is the time that we need to meditate. So, or in a sense, communicate. Because most of the time when you wake up from your sleep or the body just wakes up and you just find it quite strange today. It's like, I think I need to do more meditations. Actually, you're just sitting there and collecting information from source. And once you have the full picture at night, for usually it's nighttime. At night, when everything is softer, the frequency is softer, you hear the actual, you, you, you literally hear the full message. You see, uh, for us, we see what we need to do. And when we see what we need to do, our energies blend in together and it just work its own magic in a sense. But then we are in a very deep state of, uh, in a sense, meditation. Mm-hmm. Mm. So things just happens. 
a body becomes the vessel that holds the energies and the energies within this body just vibrates outwards to actually facilitate what is needed and required to be done. That's all. Okay, Not, so, uh-huh. so give me an example of the last time you got information to do something. What, what, what was it? Uh, okay, it was just, I think, last month or a few weeks ago. Okay, if I remember, we were just sitting there, uh, then we were meditating, then suddenly source was like saying, hey, I think it's time that we thin down the view a bit further because the stories are not getting any interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that means we got to do work. So we sat in. I mean, I'm not the only one. I guess the rest that follows, the, the other mates and servants that follow together. We all received the same message. And I can literally feel that some of them already done their part. And I'm also doing my part at that moment. So when that happens, uh, the next day or two, you will see that the, the sun is acting up again. Then you will see strange news two days later or three days later. You get, like or better word, you get news of disasters. You get news of uh, the veils thinned down and people start exposing alien tech and all those things starts to come in. That was okay. the last one that we did. That's interesting. That's actually beautiful because last, this whole month has all been about disclosure. Mm. Had this Dr. Stephen Greer had an incredible three-hour panel of whistleblowers about technologies. And then we had the Lost Century documentary come out. Then we had that David, that beautiful man who gave his, his witness about we are not alone. We are, you know, he was a very authentic, as all of them are, many of these guys are, but it all came out in the same week. Is that because you got a phone call from God to upgrade this place? <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> yes. so, the, so the source said it's time. Mm. Then you expanded the sun and then the a sun re- removed a couple more veils or mm. upgraded the frequency and we were able to get that information in to us. Yeah, we also did some... The, the sun doesn't just uh, breaks the veil or make it thinner or show a bit more. It, it also wakes up people who are meant to wake up or the whistleblowers, so to speak, it's time to do your job. So somehow or other, they just wake up and say, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. So the frequency affects people that way. And the frequency just wakes people up. And when someone like myself, all these people now are really becoming self-realized. There's so many of us on the planet. Every day I'm having conversations with people. And 10 years ago, that was not happening, especially in Ireland. But now every day I'm talking to many people who are awake. And what's going on with the, the Galactic Federation and the ETs? And where are we with all of that stuff? Ah, okay. The aliens, the ETs. Galactic Federation is, they're just one of the many Galactic Federations that we know. Uh, they are not the only ones. Of course, they, they some of them actually try to state some rules and regulations, in a sense, for the human evolution. Of course, there are some of them who doesn't want human beings to evolve so fast, uh, just to keep them there, so that we, we just want to monitor, see how, how you are and where you're going. You know, you must play your cards right, you know, stuff like that. But then, of course, some of them, what we call rogue agents, they just came in here, down to Earth, share technologies with uh, human beings, and created a lot of other stuff, which actually makes the whole experience even more interesting. Then, of course, those who states the rules and regulations, the Galactic Federation, they want this to stop. 
because they don't want to risk exposing too much uh, of all this information out to humans because they do not know whether what you're going to use it because the last time they gave the formula <laughs> you we you know the human beings actually created atomic bomb and now mm -hmm. they, they the more other technologies were actually given to human race like you know your recent uh, your, your earthquakes and all these things most of them are artificial or man-made yeah yeah man-made technology wise and stuff like that so one part of them is trying to stop this the other one wants them to advance so there are these two camps that is running the place or running the galactic area but then they have their own agendas <laughs> that's all yeah uh -huh. They do have their own agendas. And and are you like a Trojan horse? Is, are walk-ins, do they come in privately? It's almost like you bypass any grids. Am I right in saying that? Mm, okay. Some of us come in through here through dimensional portals, uh -huh. not meant to known. But then I couldn't say much about my side. What I know from the other walk-ins is they actually come from portals from star systems and directly comes in here on Earth, and they actually sneak past a lot of <laughs> a lot of securities before they can come in. Let's just put it this way. Well, of course, yeah, because some of them got tagged when they come in. The walk-ins, they when they come in, they got tagged. Say, for example, they were tagged by one of the races or one of the soul groups, and in a sense, it makes their life even more difficult in it, it on Earth, and they are trying their best to make anything possible to help the, the rest of the human race that is more attracted to their vibration frequencies. But then, of course, uh, some of them got tagged, got injured. Some of them actually got injured on the energetic level-wise. Because once you get injured on the energetic level, it later on will manifest onto your physical level. Mm -hmm. like, like, say, for example, I saw this lady who is, you know, she, she came from a star system and... and she asked me if I could help because she said she has been having this ankle issue for the longest time, but she knows there's something there, but she doesn't understand what it is. So, you know, I just helped, just removed it. And I said, can you see what is this? I just place it on my palm and we just, we just amplify it and amplify it. I said, when was the last time you offended a such a being? And she said, I have no idea, but she remembered when she came in. She remembered something caught off her, uh, caught her, your soul. And you just feel something on the tail, and something yanked. So by the time she enters into the the physical form, she will have this inkling feeling that her ankles are not that good, something like that. So later on, a few years later, then she she start limping. Uh, so it has manifested. So once the thing is removed, she was able to walk. Okay. Um. So was that a tag? Yeah, it's a tag. Who put the tag there? <laughs> I know you would ask this question. Are they nefarious? Kind of, I guess. Kind of, yeah. Not lower vibration, because you said no, they're no, higher no, no, vibration. No. High vibration beings tagged her. Wow. And did they tag her because they didn't want her bringing more awareness onto the planet? Not so much. I guess it's just like, you know, you just come in, security just tag you and just make sure that, you know, we register you as one of the... Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, when you go to different countries, you go there with your passport and you just, you know, chop and, you know. Yeah, but you, got you didn't get tagged, did you? I don't know. We don't wear tags. Exactly. You can't be tagged, right? No. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you guys is where it's at. So. 
<laughs> okay, so she got tagged. Now, mm. I have a question about, can you spot other walk-ins? Uh, not really. How? Okay, let's say, for example, right, unless the walk-in allows, then when we shake hands, mm-hmm. I mean physical contact, we just shake our hands uh, and we tap in, we, we can literally see where they are or where they come from. So it's that that one is easy. But if you would ask me to just go and take a look, then uh be like, uh unless you're from the same group, then you have that sense of familiarity. Yes. Hey, have I seen you somewhere before? And it's like, uh, don't know, but then yeah, I find you familiar as well. So you will start to shake hand, then you go, Oh, okay, I know where you're from. You know, wow. things like that. That's beautiful. And and with these um when when we do you think that with this whole um, ET, ET, uh, for those of us who know that mm-hmm. what's real, let's just say that they are there and we're, there's so many ETs on the planet now, and I think mm-hmm. there always have been. I think most of us walking around are ETs. Mm-hmm. Um, when will the general public begin to accept that? The general public has already accepted it. Wow, <laughs> really? Know. Well, because you are bombarded with so much E.T. movies yeah. throughout the years and you just find it, ah, oh, okay, it's an alien. But once you really see one, uh, you may not be able to accept. And yeah. some are already hybrids that, that are already living among human beings. Hybrid yeah. race is already there. But then, if let's say, for example, a, a mothership were to enter into the atmosphere, I think most, most human beings would be shocked. Yeah. And uh, not about even seeing a, an ET that comes up from the uh, the ship itself. The vibration can be so high that you you might not you might just be so scared and just walk away or just run away. So sometimes it's how am I going to put this? Sometimes if your vibration frequency is too high, um, some people just don't like you. It, you if you get what I mean, they try to stay away from you, but they don't understand why. And you, you haven't even talked to them and they just stay away from you. I just don't like this person's vibe. You know, things like that. They would do that. Yeah. yeah. And bloody hell, there's so much to talk about. So I'm going to, I'm sorry, stick with no, me. No, no. Just, just ask, just ask. It's okay. I have all the time. Okay. Right so, now. okay. So can you spot uh, aliens in human suits? Aliens in human suits? Mm, walk-ins. So alien far... walk-ins. Alien walk-ins. You, you mean star seeds? They call themselves. Mm, well, I think the star seed. I think there's a lot of star seeds on the planet, but I'm talking about actual races pretending to be human. Ah, okay. Some of them, it's easy telltale sign. You, you see certain behaviors that they have, and it's all the small little movement that is very different from human beings. Then, yeah, it's quite easily spotted. Unless, if I want to, I can always switch, switch on my antenna for. 24-7, and they just walk They just walk around. We don't really just see the aliens that is around, but then we will see your higher selves, we will see spirit guides, we will see spirits walking around as well. So I'll be like, okay. But for the human mind, it can be a little bit overwhelming. We tried that once before. It's quite bombarding. Then when the spirit guides know that you can see them, they will just come over and say, could you just tell this physical body that, that you know, we need this? Uh, okay. 
Yeah, like there's a whole row of them probably wanting yes. to talk to you. So we, we try not to have that. But then if we sense something, I mean, no matter how well you keep your aura or you keep your energies, right? Somehow or other, um, some of our senses are actually quite beyond thanks to the body because you have all the five senses. All we need to do is just we amp up certain senses, like the sense of smell. Uh, certain aliens have certain smell. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like, yeah. oh my, this smell is different. It's not from here. And you just look around. Oh. Yeah, they smell bad. Mm. Different, different yeah. smell. Yeah, different smell. That's, is that why I sometimes, that is so interesting because sometimes I smell things that aren't from here, but I don't see them, but I can smell them. Yep, yep, yep. You have that sense turned on, so that's the best part of all. So you can recognize the smell that's sour, it's a little bit alkaline or sweet flowery smell all those things uh, all different types of smells but then it actually traps the, the smell is so strong that it actually traps within your senses and you can still remember the smell actually and when you look around there's really nothing much unless someone left its sense yeah? but am I, when I when mm-hmm. something is in my presence and I can't see it but I can there's an aroma mm. it's very strong mm. what can I do to just remove that if I don't like it um, quite difficult to remove because they really? they left the sense for someone else or something else to follow oh really uh, but let's say for example if your third eye is active you can always switch it on and you can see whether the thing is still around how do you switch your third eye on um, do I switch it on? We, we just switch on. I know you just switch it on because <laughs> you're the source. But like, how do I switch my third eye on? Oh, you, you haven't switched it on yet. It is on. But like, how do I switch it on and off? So I don't, when, oh, I, when, I, when I go oh, to the oh. movies and I don't want to be plugged into the whole system. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of awareness training. That's what I would say. Yeah, a lot of awareness training. <laughs> or you, what you can do is you, you, you can... You can have permission slips for yourself. Uh, that would be easy. Let's say, for example, if you, if you rub your nose, your third eye would turn on and you rub your nose, your third eye will shut off. You know, things like that. Oh, you, yeah. You, yeah. Okay. You can do something like you. that. <laughs> <laughs> if I rub my third eye. So um, with these, is it true? I read the, the Nagamadis and in the Nagamadis, there's a lot of different books in, in there. And one of them is the, uh, the origins of the world. And mm. It says that we were genetically altered by multiple ET races. Is mm. that true? Oh, that one is true. Yeah, I thought so. I just had to double check. That mm. took me a while to accept, I'll be honest. Oh, else your body isn't that worthy at all. You know how many how many beings want this physical form? <laughs> how many? A lot. I mean, it's almost the entire universe wants a piece of this meat suit. Because this meat suit, once it actually evolves, it, it can actually travel through dimensions. You have all the keys inside you. Yeah. That's what is left by uh, when, they, when they program your DNA, the human DNA. They actually left a key code inside, which actually access, it's almost like your stargate. Yeah. But then you are able to access into their dimensions or their, their space, and you can actually have a communication. But then really depends whether you have activated that or not. So. Yeah, I, I actually am working on that at the moment. And is there any tips you can give me? Any tips? Unless you go in... The food that you eat, the intake of your food will actually change the DNA particles as well. Then, of course, then you have to deal with whatever emotional uh, or mental 
not blockages, but the DNA that is actually lodged into this physical form. Clear it up so that they leave enough space for your energies to move through those meridian points and activate those codes, actually. So during your meditation, if those codes are activated, you will have a range of access to all these different places. But then my a word of caution is don't access into every one of them because you might not know which one you are going to access into. But then you can always access those that you, you know, use your senses and feel like, ah, okay, I think this one, it's all right, just access. So when you go in and you are able to go in, you actually astral travel. Um, don't use 100% of your astral body. Use about 30% so that at least you can come back. So once you access in, you can take a look, see where that place is, it's suitable for you and stuff like that during your meditation or even when you're sleeping. Wow. Do you teach that or do you do one privates on that? Oh, okay. Uh, usually uh, we teach that in our classes. <laughs> you do online classes? Yeah, yeah, we do have online classes. Uh, that's wow. one thing that we came here to do as well. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're like work. a tour guide into the cosmos. Kind of like that. Sorry, but like you are, if, if just for that particular role, because how do I know what dimensions I'm going into? So when I was meditating this morning, I was speaking to my DNA. I'm eating. I'm not really interested in eating anymore. It's like not really that interesting to me. So I kind of, that's a biggie for the humans because we do love certain foods. And I was cleaning out my DNA and I was, calling it to go back to its original source code. Is that correct? <laughs> the original source code will be... It depends on how far you go into the original source code. The original source code actually comes from the native inhabitants that's on Earth. But you would want... The, you would no, want no, the, I'm talking about the source. Ah, the source code. Oh, the source. The, source, the original source code. The original source code will not be in your DNA, not your physical DNA, but it will be in your source, uh, in your soul DNA. Oh, I need to do some work with you. I can't <laughs> wait. Okay, so so I'm going to ask you a few questions. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so you've answered some of them already. What can you share with us about the future? The future, human future. I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay. Destiny is written in a sense that uh, when we come to zero point, every, everything will just converge there. And from there onwards, it will spread into multiple timelines. And it can be anything and everything. It's because once you see the multiple timelines spreading up, okay, those people with higher vibration, they will shift. They will have a choice to shift to a higher, a higher vibration timeline. Uh, of course, then there are those who say that, oh, okay, because uh, I want to help, I want to stay here. Okay, you can shift to that timeline. So you have different timelines being spread out. Once that happens, certain people you know may just disappear during the point zero moment, or certain people will just die off. But then, in a sense, they don't really die. They just shift to a different timeline altogether, that's all. So that's the only future that you can see right now because there's nothing written after that yet wow. because there is too many possibilities even for source right uh i'm not too sure about source but then the last time if i remember correctly we can have 100 percent of the memory source was saying we just want to go through the conversions we just want to be point zero and from point zero we just want to experience that moment of change a shift mm -hmm. then from there either we are supposed to consolidate back again back to source, or 
it's like, okay, since you've done your work, it's time for you to go on your holidays. <laughs> we, just, we can go to different places and we, we can just uh, uh, experience from there. But then I don't think it's that likely for us. Most of the time, I think we'll be going heading back to source. So when we shift timelines, will it look physically different? Or oh, is it a state of mind? Definitely. First, it will start from the state of mind. You will find that everything, you, you just, it just becomes a very mind-boggling moment mm-hmm. for everyone. Because that happens when you shift dimension. Mm-hmm. Everything becomes disorientated. You find yourself a bit weird. You look into the mirror, is that me? <laughs> Things like that. So that's the, the part that you will, you, you will start to see uh, when the timelines converge. Okay, because I've had a few experiences which made me question things, which is like, I have not recognized, I don't know who is in the mirror. So for about a week, every time I looked in the mirror, I didn't know who, who that was. Is that part of shifting? shifting? Yes, yes. That's the part when all your timelines actually collapse. So you, you look different every, every, almost every single day when you look into the mirror because every single day timelines is collapsing. That's so true. Yeah, because I've had to just drop any attachment to my identity whatsoever. And how come I've, I've woken up and I've known what I am, but I've not known what part I'm meant to play here? Like I'll recognize the room, I'll recognize the road. I'll have to go, well, who am I meant to be in this moment? Who is this body that I'm in? Usually at this very moment, right, you, because, how am I going to put this? When your higher self breaks into uh, a piece of you, for example, you don't exist only as you in this timeline. You somehow or other, you break and open up. So once you have too many timelines, right, then the one that is, say for example, you have time, 10 timelines, the one that is fully aware of spiritual work and timelines and stuff like that feels very tired because you are spread. So once timeline starts to join, you feel slightly different. You feel like you're not yourself today, but then yet you feel a little bit fuller. You tend to consume less food for that day or something like that. So when, when you all merge into one, then things start to change. That's the point when you go like, ah, now I remember who I am. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually a woman in Ireland and I have a kid. Ah, okay, my name is Biba. Oh, that's, ah, now I remember. But that's kind of strange experience. It must be like when you went into a physical body for the first time and had to look at your fingers and go, this avatar needs to begin to respond to this consciousness. Right, this, but is, is my physical body not also an avatar responding to my consciousness? They are. Because y- your, your avatar is unique, you see. This one that you have right now, this piece of meat suit, is unique by itself. It has its own frequency. But then once timeline actually collapse and you merge with other frequency, they become your frequency as well. But then there are certain things that you don't remember. Because sometimes you function as the other avatar that has emerged in. Sometimes you function as your own avatar. So things feels a bit weird, but yet familiar at the same time. And is this avatar a sentient being in its own right? Like a spaceship without controls is connected to the mind of the driver? Kind of like that. 
right? I thought that yesterday. I thought I'm kind of understanding. I was shown in a meditation that my body, I'm not my body, obviously. You're not, you're not that body. That's obvious. Okay. So I, neither am I, I'm neither, I'm not a body either. I believe I believe I come from source. I may have had a genetic altering, but my, I have something inside of me and it's, it's a refusal to accept certain truths that I actually come from the source. I've been connected to the source my whole life. I get my guidance from the source. I'm not interested in spirit guides or, and I've worked with them. I'm just connected to the source. It seems to be everything in between is interesting, but it doesn't hold any attention for me. I'm all, my focus is on the source. My connection is to the source. I get my information from the source. And when I blend and I become the source, I become, I remember I'm part of that. Well, then life becomes pliable. It's not pliable when I'm tuned into a genetic DNA alteration of all these multiple races of ETs that thought they were gods. When I plug into that, I get depressed, you know? Okay, let's just put it this way. Your, your case will be the part where, okay, there are, let me just say it this way, there are a lot of creator source out there, okay? Of course, then there are so-called your ET sources, then they have multiple uh, dimensional being sources as well. So really depends on which source are you plugged in into that you are the most comfortable and you feel at home and at peace. That is your source. The rest of it, they are trying their best to lure you over to their side by giving you freebies, tidbits and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure that, oh, come to me. You know, we, we, we got a better playground here. You know, yeah. that's what's happening up there. So most of people are, are giving off free memberships to join their club. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. right? Uh -huh. it, it's not a power struggle. It's just that you, you need, on an energetic level, you need more pieces to, to feel complete, if you get what I mean. So the, the more information they have, the more uh, they can unravel a, lot, a bit more truth somewhere, somehow. And allowing them to go closer and closer, tap closer and closer to source energy. But then which source energy are they tapping on? Nobody knows. Wow. Is there is there is there oh the an original source energy? So far, original source energy, um so far we know not much. Not much. Just imagine, just imagine this. Okay, the father has 13 sons, for example. Just an analogy. The father has 13 sons, and these sons have more children, more than 13 children. And these 13, uh, 13 of their children. So the original father have more, more than 13 grandsons altogether. So it keep on spreading. You are talking about the grandfather, but then you are not talking about the main father. But then each diamond, each universe itself has a main father source. Yeah. Or, in a sense. So if you want to call that as an original source, possible. But then that will be a bit far. Then you will have this universe's father has another 13 sons, for example. And then they are also the original creating source for different soul groups, different species, a different dimensional beings. They are the originals as well. So there are a lot of different types. So when we are talking about source, 
what sauce are we talking about? Well, yes, that's a wonderful, wonderful lesson there for me to listen to that and to recognize the truth of what you're saying. So that will br bring my awareness to uh, the, the one that contains the highest frequency of love. Mm. That means the main creator of the universe, this universe itself. Yeah, that's, that's who I'm talking about, the main creator of the universe. So it's not the, the rest of it, not the mayonnaise, not the chili sauce. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, don't, I just don't want to be uh, hypnotized anymore, you know, mm. by, by, uh, by frequencies that are pleasing to my senses or are pleasing to my ego. Or ple I'm, just, I'm, I'm only interested in, I want to see, you know, you, I have a human in a body as I was born. I was born into this body. You weren't born into that body. So I have these filters. You don't have filters, do you? We have filters. That's the worst thing. We use the filters of um, the original body so that we can navigate. Oh. Without the filters, we can't navigate here. It, we will be lost without the filters. Wow. So you need the filters. Hmm. Just like all souls. All souls will need a filter. Say, for example, for example, you yourself come from a magnificent source comes into this body without filters, you will go haywire. <laughs> it means, let's say, for example, the body is not functioning very well, you will break down because the vibration is too high that comes in and the, the body will just break down. You, you can't function. And you will okay. see a lot of people who has who are born with this deformities, disability, because they do not want to be constricted. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so my next question is, just on you, on you personally, is what is what has your favorite mission so far been? What's my favorite mission so far? Um, let's see, close portals. We have set timelines. Well, having the human experience is actually a very important mission, though. <laughs> nice, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's like you you get to see. I mean, you you get to see all the shows on Netflix, but then becoming the one of the actors in the show. That one is amazing. And can you have a relationship? Like, can you have a sexual relationship with somebody? Oh, we do try that. We do try. What's it like? What we use is based on the previous memories of the host. Mm -hmm. But then after maybe one, after a few encounters, we feel uh, we cannot really connect that well with, with normal people because we can feel energies. We can feel frequencies on a different level. Yeah. But then, of course, the host has a different memory, set of memories altogether because the host likes all this stuff that's happening. But of okay, course. You can have a romantic relationship, you can have physical relationship and all those things. You can have all those things. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. The first time when we came in, it was like, wow, that's a full spectrum. Can we try? <laughs> That's a full spectrum right there. And so you tried it. And was it like, this is nice, but it's not really where I'm at? Yeah, it, it's nice. Then uh, the after effect is the thing that's not nice. <laughs> exactly. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm asking you, because there's an energy exchange, right? Well, uh, one thing, there's an energy exchange. Another thing is because when you are having physical relationship with people, you get attachments from them. From them, not to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get attached to you and you don't get attached to them, right? Yeah. Then the the worst thing that can happen is you had have someone sleeping overnight and the next day you feel super drained and you go like, oh my God, what's this? So you know that um, you can't be with someone 
although the host, because there are still programs that's running. So in a sense, right now, we are trying to, <laughs> you know, deprogram all those things. We're trying our best to deprogram. But then, of course, we can't deprogram 100%. Because why? Because destiny within this body is still running. So there are rules and regulations that we're still being constricted with. And we still have to fulfill certain things because that's part and parcel of our quest here at, at this very moment. So say if um, you have an intimate a, a moment, say if you are, say if you have make love to someone for three times, right? Mm. And then because the, the old program in that body likes it mm. and it's interesting for you as well, let's say. It's mm-hmm. interesting because it's a full spectrum human experience. But then that, is what about the energy? Because I know that spirits, portals, sex is a portal, isn't it? Mm, kind of like that. Kind of. So how do you manage that in the act of making love, that energy exchange? Uh, okay. We tried something called having, having sex with a full awareness. You won't feel anything. It's almost like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, let's go through the action. You're... you're you're literally acting and you are fully aware that you're acting this act out. You don't really feel anything. And the after wow. effect is even worse than when you are allowing it to be in that mode. You, you get what I mean? So just forget about it. So <laughs> yes. that, that, sounds, that sounds like a waste of time. Yeah. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And the worst thing is you do not know what those people carry. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Have you ever had sex with somebody or kissed somebody that has an ener- energy in it you were, you didn't know at the time, and then you were like, "Oh, hello." Yeah, kind of like that. We, uh, that 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 happens before. Then you yeah. go, you you go switching on your third eye, and you see, oh my god, yeah. those are the attachments. No wonder I see so many octopus arms all together. That's attached. Oh my things god. Like Okay, this is such a fascinating. I wish you'd write a book or make a film or something and cover all this because because I, I, I cut out sex for about six years because I was aware of the energies in the other people. I had to learn how to navigate myself in those spaces. Um, and that took years. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Well, I'm just, I'm still learning how to. <laughs> but not trying to do anything right now because it's really draining and... Uh, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> and when you say you have a lot of work to do, are you aware of what's next? Like, do you get any hints? Okay, so far, so far, we, we are allowing the so-called the alien or the extraterrestrials uh, news to spread as much as possible. Then probably by the time when our dear source gets a bit tired of old news, probably the next activation will be allowing them to visit. If, I, if I'm if i not wrong, <laughs> I'm not too sure what, what's next though. But then it, he, the source likes something interesting because then it will make everybody having the same mindset and converge into yeah. zero point. That's, that's what we, we, we want that to do. I agree. And so when at the moment you're 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 bringing about more um, integration of the the information about the ETs onto the earth, right? Mm. You're making that happen. You're allowing that happen. You're facilitating that. I'm only facilitating. (laughs) Yes. 
Okay, and so how? What do you mean when the host body gets tired? Why do you mean bored? I, uh, no, no, no. I, what I mean is sauce. I, I'm not sauce. I'm just one of the mate. Yes, I understand. <laughs> so when sauce gets tired, let's say for example, if things are moving slow, uh, yeah, they are they supposed are, to be faster. Yeah. But if they're moving too slow, sauce will actually send uh, frequencies over and say, make this happen. And everything starts to, you know, perk up again. And you see everybody starts to go more hand in hand, wanting to move forward and move forward and move forward. Without allowing small little propagandas like the fake war and whatever that's coming human-made to yeah. happen. Because those are just diversions. Of course, distractions. And so with the, are the distractions from the other nefarious walk-ins? Ah, uh, there are. That's, yeah. that's where all your, all your little AIs are happening, your artificial intelligence, uh, your, uh, the other one is the, the rage about war, who is being offended, how much money is lost and all these things. So they're the nefarious. Let's just, for want of a better word, there is no good or bad, but let's just say different energies are creating different stories. And so when you, when you get the next, you're saying you, you believe in the mission at the moment is the, uh, this ET integration, right? Mm -hmm. When we come together as more, uh, as unified with our star families, let's say, when do you believe that the, we will start physically seeing beings and crafts? Most people are already starting to see them. But then if you were to ask, the most probable timeline will be 2024. Physically, yeah. really experiencing them, coming in, seeing them and all that stuff. Most probable timeline within 2024. So you're very busy at the moment. Uh, kind of. <laughs> and... Can you physically see them with those eyes that you're using at the moment? Physically see them? You mean the aliens craft and all those things? Yeah, we and, can. And aliens and ETs. Uh, we can, we can. If we want to, we can just switch it on and we will be able to see them. And when I hear things and sense things, is that timelines blending? Like, are, am I hearing other dimensions? Because I know these people and beings aren't in my room, but there's a merging dimensions or something? The merging timelines will cause some uh, some kind of, uh, you know, you, you can hear from the other side because they are so close. So once the timelines slam in together, it, suddenly you'll hear certain voices and stuff like that. That one is quite common. And, oh God, I'm so excited for 2024. Tell me a little bit about the possibilities of 2024. Possibilities of 2024. Say, for example, if everything goes well, we are looking in June to August. 2024, uh, you should be able to see their crafts, and almost everyone can see. Then <laughs> by the end, by the end of 2024, everyone on Earth should know that alien exists, alien crafts are around, stuff like that. Should okay. be that way. That should be okay. So, well, thank you in advance for that. Thank you for my future self because I'm looking forward to the expanded awareness collectively and. Can I ask the question about narratives on that? The different, what's, how do I know what information I'm being given is real and what's not real or ah, what I'm seeing? Okay. Usually, usually we will always give advice such as if you feel that it's aligned to your highest good, your light, and you, you feel that you're connected to source. And if you feel that this is 
from light, usually it's easy to accomplish. It's not going to be hard. Yeah, because if you're in you, you, you are already in that timeline. But then if you listen to certain uh, information and when you start processing, you find that uh, there's bug inside, it doesn't feel real. Usually it's the part where your ego is playing you or other energies are coming in from other frequency that you might accidentally intercept and you thought it's yours. Wow. So you have to really work on yourself, don't you, you know? Yeah, <laughs> very much so. You know, that's the life's mission right there to raise your vibration. So I'm only attracting in the truth of what resonates with me, which is, I would consider the truth, like it's not nefarious information, like invasions. And I'm not interested in that. I just know that these beings want to merge with us. That leads me to a question. You said about like, there's, there's a lot of hosts that want to come into the human experience. What percentage are there of hosts that want to have a human experience to the percentage of bodies available? Not enough. <laughs> Just not enough. Yeah, not enough. But they will come in in different things. They will, they will come in as lizards. They'll come in as cockroaches or animals. That you, You'll find that animals are very interesting these days. They almost behave like humans. Uh, yes. Almost like their consciousness is so different. So those are the beings that just want to come in and just take on anybody Seriously? for the time being. Yes. But, but why Earth? Is there not other planets out there that have meat suits? Oh, this is the center of attraction right now. Why? The main central attraction. Why? Because almost every, almost every dimension or high vibrational being knows that source is here. It's just that they don't know who it is, what it is, and where it is. That's all. Wow. And, and the, human, want... the human body has the keys, right? Mm. So they want to have that experience together with Source. Because then they will feel, once you reach zero point, you'll feel that amount of unconditional love that you you are, you are might not even be prepared to feel. It's like, like, like just now you mentioned, the body is like a portal or like a, like, like a stage or a key or whatever. So once the energy goes in, once it opens up, you, you will be pouring. It's almost like you'll be pouring with so much energy that you, you stun yourself. Wow. Zero point. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be meditating on zero point. But you, when, when we first logged on, you said there's multiverses within multiverses. Well, there has to be more than one Earth. Oh, yeah. There's more than one. But then are, none are of them two? is doing this right now. Oh, they're not? Mm. Where, why not? Well, you don't want to steal the attention from Source. <laughs> <laughs> so Source... Is got all its focus on the earth right now. Yes. That's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like this has been documented for millennia. Mm -hmm. Source will one day come back and do everything and do a reset and all those things. But then everyone was thinking reset, what kind of reset? Of course, throughout the millennials, they have not source, but then the galactic federations, they themselves have destroyed civilizations of the civilizations because they have evolved. And uh, whatever that's left over, they, they just want to clear it off and restart everything again. But then, of course, Source comes in and says, oh, okay. So this time around, I'll be the one doing the reset. But then no one knows what kind of reset Source is going to do. And are, what Source? Are you talking about the original creator Source? Yes. I'm talking about the grandfather. The grandfather. And yeah, he's the guy. That's the one. That's the real Source right there. Mm. I'm excited for whatever's coming because... I'm just ready for it, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm so ready. I, I'm, I'm, I've, 
I'm just so excited for what's going to happen and all the potential timelines and just con- being a part of this, what's happening on earth is the greatest honor mm. for me, you know, to be part of this time. Sometimes it's like a bit intense, right? And you're like, no, I'm done. I'm out. I just want to be normal. I don't want to think about these things. But 95% of the time I'm like, what do you want me to do next? What, what, what does it take to get this, this over the line? And so when you talk about hosts' bodies, um, how many bodies can you go into? Mm, how many bodies? We, we just want to focus on one. <laughs> one okay. we, we are not allowed to go into others. And can you leave that body at any time? Not really. <laughs> we are locked in here for a while until someone, uh, our dear source will say, okay, time to go. Then we are able to shift. Okay. We are bound by, by, by the rules and regulations that Source has set before we come into the space. We're not supposed yeah. to go. We're not supposed to destroy the body. Although we know that we can, we are able to so-called leave the body as we know that we can. But then you do not want to go back. You do not want to face Source and say, ah, sorry, I think I left early because, um, <laughs> you know, the, the situation's just that bad, you know, things like that. Yeah, we, we can't do that. You know, as servants, we just serve. Okay? When Saw says go, we go. You know, end of the day, we still go back and report back to the same boss. <laughs> are you given a warning for when uh, your mission's done? We are only given warnings when during the meetings and we go like, oh, oh have you done your job yet? Uh, we still have not hit this KPI. <laughs> we always get those signals if your job is not done you are always, not reprimanded, but always reminded, always reminded, they will stop every single process, physical process that you are doing, like your computers can just go bust um, if you forget to do your job, or you will be reminded by people that's around you that uh, it's not so-called spiritual. They will just say, hey, did you forget to do something? You know, things like that. Then you go like, Oops, that must be, you know, so-and-so doing something. So we, we are always reminded that we need to do our jobs. So in a sense, we are not here for a holiday. We're just here to wait for instructions and we just do our work as accordingly. And obviously you are provided for each step of the way to get that done. Ah, of course. So resources just come to you or they how does that come? Go? They just come. Say, for example, when we first landed in this body, this body doesn't have squat. <laughs> right, it's bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's that bad. This, this body stays in a small place, doesn't have a job, doesn't know anything until you come in and you look around and you check the bank account like, oh my God, why yeah. did you choose this body? Thanks God. So the rest of the... You know, the rest of the community will have a discussion and say, hey, you need to do this, 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 this. Raise the vibration. Not too much, but enough to attract people to come in for classes, to do up the programs that you're supposed to do for this part. This is only part of your job, but then you have your major job. I said, okay, that's a part-time as a human being, but then you have a full-time as an energetic being. So, yeah, so you, you dabble on your jobs. 
And everything is being provided without even you thinking too much about it. They just come. Beautiful. So it just comes because it has to come. It has to be in alignment with what you're doing, yes. right? <laughs> and so the art of blessing and all your teachings and meditations and assisting people and helping everybody with the ascension process, that's your human job, right? Yes. Okay. And your spiritual job is your full-time job. Yes. <laughs> and when you... When your body goes to sleep there, you go off and what are you doing? Ah, we go off. Uh, sometimes we have errands to run uh, just to make sure that uh, whatever is back home is done properly. But we don't carry all the memories. We carry a glimpse of the memories back then for like, ah, okay, that was done. That's all. And probably the next, few, the next day or so, we just forget about all these things. Then, of course, then there is this body that we need to fix, the physical form. Because within this physical form, there are programs that are running that is also entrenching us into the space. So there is a pros and a cons about this, uh, having a human body. Uh, it grounds you. At the same time, it helps you to learn lessons that you only watch on Netflix. <laughs> so we have to go through uh, lessons. But to us, it's slightly easier because the realization is faster. Because it's like almost we have done this before or we have watched this before. So it's, it's slightly faster. But of course, there are certain programs that are deeper in, entrenched or that are a bit more stubborn, then it will take a little bit more time to deal with. And we actually go not just to the subconscious part of this body, but we also go to the unconscious part of this body. It's almost like we are doing you know, cleaning work. We need to really clean out the place. So it's, not, it's, it's non-stop, right? Yeah, it's non-stop. So almost 24-7, it feels that. And so when you're, when you're, when that body rests, does the body get sick ever? Uh, it does, especially when vibration goes up. Okay. Uh. How would you deal with that? Usually we just meditate, drink water. We need to hydrate because the body is burning up, we know. It's also a telltale sign that the vibration within the body is rising because outside is, you know, the solar flares that comes in. It hits the body. The body's DNA and the cells get worked out and suddenly the soul feels nice about it, frankly speaking. But then the body cannot take it. So the body will go into panic mode and start to, you know, raise its temperature and you get stuff like that. But usually it lasts for about 72 hours and it's gone. So you can monitor it quite well then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happens if, like, would it be possible that you may sprain an ankle or hurt, the physical body gets hurt how do you deal with that or does it not get hurt can you oh definitely you get that? hurt definitely you get can. hurt really? because it's it's a physical body and it's like 50 year old half <laughs> a century old and so we we will find it, it's interesting so if we get hurt somehow or other we we get help from someone in a sense it, it's easy for us to find the right person to actually help us to deal with the misalignment of the physical form. And it works pretty fast. So once it's done, what we do is after that, we just need to rest. The next day we'll be done. We are, we are okay. Yeah, I thought so. I thought you... And can you work on other bodies like that? So can people come to you for healings? When people come to us for healings, usually what we adjust is only the, on the energetic body. Once the energetic body is being adjusted, we know other... We know the certain symptoms will be coming up. We, we just tell the person, uh, you need to deal with this, this, this issue. 
whatever you have on the physical issue, you really need to deal with that because I cannot help you to break the fats from your arteries, so to speak. Yeah. I can see that that's happening already inside. So deal with that. And uh, what you can do is just energize your physical form. It, it can be done because the energy actually penetrates through. And when you do quantum healing, you, it, it will be very obvious when you feel the energies going into your physical form. And if you are able to look into the meridians or the blood vessels and the nervous systems and see that the energies flow through, then yeah, uh, it, it, it helps a lot. Yeah, quantum healing is amazing. And can I ask you about, are you able to tell me what percentage of bodies on the earth are walk-ins at the moment? So far, we know that less than 10%. Wow. Coming to, there are all walk-ins before us. Uh, some already passed on. So if given a number, less than 500. That's not a lot. Mm-hmm. Not a 500. Lot. And are those 500 from where you're from? Oh, no. No, that's no. all of you together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there are yeah, less than 500 of them. And let's see. Uh, the rest will be... Okay, let's say, for example, we call ourselves walk-ins. Yeah. The other side called that a possession. Yeah. Mm. So it's slightly different. It's the same thing. It's just different words that they use. If you're asking me how many are possessed, <laughs> then the number is different. Yeah, possessed is a different type of walk-in, right? Mm. Yeah, is that the one without the contract? Some are with contract. Some are... Some contracts are made physically, actually. <laughs> what do you mean? Say, for example, they have a contract with a certain being, and the being yeah. says, okay, I'll give you a number of years, but then I want this body. I just want to use this body. And out of desperations, these people may agree, and they just allow the entity to come in. And they would lose their consciousness some of them will totally lose their soul, uh, in a sense, because it will be merged with the entity's soul. So those wow. are true possessions. There's a lot of them, is there? Oh, a lot, a lot more than, a lot more than the, the, the that's walk-ins. Kind, that's obvious, though. I mean, you just have to turn the telly on and it's everywhere, you know. So turn the music on, turn the telly on. Any media that you turn on, it's, it's just rampant with that stuff, I think. Mm. I think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like their playground, isn't it? And, yeah, possession. And the 500, from where you work from, how many are there? Is it just you? Uh, no. For us, we have yeah, five of us. Five. Excluding source. Wow. Five. Are you all in Asia or are you around the world? Around the world. We have never met each other before. After we se- <laughs> After we separated. <laughs> Is there any in Ireland? No, but there's one in Europe. You can sense its presence. You can sense its presence. That's very beautiful. You never met. So there's five of you. Okay. Do, would you like to meet them or are you not allowed? We cannot come together. That's one thing. If we ever meet each other, we... Probably it's a high-buy thing, I suppose. <laughs> but then the uh, we, we won't be able... To, we can sense... Each other as in a sense that uh, not the exact P 
piece itself, but we can sense that uh, where you are, different time uh, zones, that's all. If we ever meet, uh, things will get interesting. Let's just put it this way. Do you mean like earthquakes and things? A little bit more than that. If we ever meet, right, that means yeah. it's about time. Really? Mm. Because we will come together, time. yes. We will gather together. Okay, so that's the, the last thing you want to do is ever have to meet each other. Yeah. <laughs> we still want yeah. to enjoy the vacation here, but then, uh, you know, when time comes, it's about time to, to, to move to a certain place. We, we will be directed by source, in a sense. We, we know the energies of source. Then source will just say, okay, go to this place, that place. And I was like, okay, there's so many places to go. Yes, thank you very much. But then if we ever get to meet, that means uh, it's about time. About time for the end time? No, not so much. It's about time of zero point. <gasps> but that's zero points where it's at, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm just so excited that everything I'm everything I know to be true is being confirmed by you. It's that's a very there's magic in the air is the only way I could describe that. It's nice to to let you know all those things. Yeah, it's like pixelated energy right now, physically and pixelating. But I, I, I've only got a few more questions left because I know I've been with you a long time now. Don't worry, just, just go ahead. Okay, so when you talk about the percentage of, there's 500 walk-ins on, on the earth that mm. um, are on a good frequency, let's say, a higher frequency. No, that's the wrong terminology. But but there's a lot of possessions. Are, 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 what percentage of walk-ins are extraterrestrials? Let's see. Or interdimensional beings, same thing. Interdimensional will be a lot more. Let's say, for example, if there's about 500 of them, there will be at least 50 to 70% are interdimensional. They're almost like representatives from all the different dimensions. They are given an opportunity to come into the space to interact. And most of them are actually... Okay, the walk-ins are the walk-ins. Some of them are actually born here, given an opportunity to be born here because uh, it's within the, what do you call, do you call it, the, the treaty that they have and they allow uh, this amount of uh, transdimensional or interdimensional beings to come in and inter-universal beings to actually come in here. So there is a lot of them. So by the time when you hit zero point, most of them will wake up and they will go like, uh, that was fun. You know, things mm. like that. They'll, they'll, they're not really aware that they're awoken. Is that what you uh, mean? Some are already born here. So they are born from birth. I mean, from birth till now. So the walk-ins definitely know that they are walk-ins. It's okay. just that they don't hold so much memories uh, of either where they come from. They may know where they come from, but they don't have all the memories uh, if we have all the memories, that means we have all the abilities, by the way. <laughs> ah, okay. But then this body cannot host this amount of energy. So we, we can only bring partial, important uh, memories in. And uh, for us to connect back uh, to our source and probably once in a while we do a recycling and stuff like that. The energies will recycle and we come in again and again with other information that's required for us to do our work. So probably some of them are doing that as well. And if 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 that body you're in got hit by a truck, 
and your consciousness was flung out, mm. which I doubt your consciousness is in the body anyway, but it's, can you just go into another house body to complete the mission? Uh, not exactly. Really? Yeah. If it get hit, then usually we will just stand there and just wait. We try not to interfere too much. Because wow. once it gets hit, say for example, it meets with an accident and gets hit, that means uh, probably the boss has a different plan. Yeah. Mm, so either we go back to the body or we just wait okay. <laughs> for further instructions. Yeah. And, and, and let's say the, the boss decided, decided, okay, I have to just do a quick thing here. So the body gets, the body drops. You drop from the body. Mm. But is it possible... And I don't think it's possible because you're, you're, we're dealing with source energy frequencies, which I think is the highest frequencies on the planet at the moment. I believe that you're containing the highest frequency. You are the highest frequency on the earth at the moment. Am I right in saying that? Mm, we are just one of the highest frequency. Right. The well, higher frequency. Source has, source has the highest frequency, actually. Obviously, but you're <laughs> on the earth as a representative. You are the highest frequency on the earth as a consciousness. In a sense, we... Okay. In a body. Yeah, in, in, in a body, we, we hold certain frequencies, yes. Yeah, so I understand you're saying, I'm not God, I'm a part of God. Yes, something like that. So... I know you have a, probably a better way of saying it, but so then nothing could tag you or knock that body off its due course because of the frequency you are. Mm. Is that right? One way to put it, yes. Because the, the destiny for this body has also changed. In a, sense, no, in a sense, no harm can come to the body. Whatever that is being tagged onto the body, it will be absorbed by the frequency itself and becomes part of us. It's so just, you're saying... Yeah, in, in a sense, let's say, for example, someone were to do a curse. Yeah. Okay. We will absorb the curse, becomes part of our nutrition. <laughs> Something like that. That's the okay. best way I can put it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I totally understand what you mean. And so, so that's very good. That's just something I'm curious about. And your frequency, when you walk into a restaurant, hmm. the atmosphere is obviously going to change if your third eye is open. Mm -hmm. uh, as long as we don't, you know, keep our auras and stuff like that, the atmosphere may change. We may destroy the aircon. We tried that once before. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, kind of, I think. <laughs> it's a fun though. It must be fun. No, suddenly you got shocked and say, hey, why is there no aircon? It's, it's really warm here. You just switch on the aircon. Say, we already switched it on. It's full blast. And someone outside was like, no, then it's very misty, right? it's very humid around. So they try to find and rectify it, and suddenly you remember, oh, I forgot to, you know, keep my aura. So you just, when you bring it in, the entire place cool off. And it's too cold. <laughs> do you teach people how to do that? Uh, keep the auras? Yeah, like bring it in, you know, oh, yeah, like... Of course, of course. Most of my students does that. Because when they, when they reach a certain level of vibration, they cause the same problems as... Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they will cause the same problem as I would do. Because if I was to get a 440 hertz tuning fork, and then you're a 440 hertz, we're both tuning at the same. We're both, we're both as much as possible in my body with my programs, I can attune to what you are, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. 
for your teachings. And so I'd love to know more about your teachings in a moment. And do you do you go out and play like with your abilities? Like, can you play in, in a respectful manner, but just enjoy being you in a body? Play with the energies? Just Some, play, you know? Sometimes we do. Not all the time. Because not to forget this is still a human body. When we use the energy, the human body will get drained as well. Okay. Because most of the cells will die and when we exert too much energy. So usually we'll do our work at night so that we can have a restful uh, sleep so that it doesn't affect us the next day. So that's usually what we do. So after every class and after every meditation class that we have, usually I will knock down. <laughs> Either I feel very... I was just knocked up. I mean, it, it feels so tiring. Yeah. So you get, the physical body gets very tired after you teach, right? Mm. What, but, so what do, you, mm. what do you do after you teach then? After I teach, usually we take a shower and we just sit down and meditate for as much as we can. We just need to uh, gain back as much energies as possible because while you're sharing, you are actually giving off frequencies. And uh, you are actually triggering people's DNA or their cells or somehow or other they are programs to, to be triggered and certain things to remember, certain things to have affirmation. So we are literally using every single cell of the body to actually make that happen. So that's why uh, people like to talk to us, but then we try to stay away. <laughs> of course, yeah, to reserve your energies. But can I ask a question? When I'm doing quantum healing work with people, not all the time, but sometimes like the next day, I, I can't hardly get out of bed. I'm done. That's not enjoyable, right? Yeah, it's not enjoyable. Usually, if you were to do it right, or you, you do it uh, in a way that it's, uh, it's, it's not harmful to yourself, usually you only feel hungry. But then uh, if you feel that you're tired, you, you feel sick, usually it's an energy transfer from the other party to you. And you're actually absorbing their low vibration frequency or their uh, what dirty energy. So that's why your body is feeling that it needs to fight. So it needs to rest as well. So that's why your body will feel tired and stuff like that. Usually you won't if you, if, if you do it uh, uh, properly. Usually you just feel hungry, that's all. Yeah, because you burnt up all the energy. Yeah, you just burnt the body's energy, that's all. And can you not teach without getting tired? Yeah, sure. Definitely. We just eat. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. That simple. <laughs> yeah, just we just, just eat. Just pigs. Yeah. So, because what happens is if you eat, right, your body will just absorb in the nutrients and you won't feel tired. The next day, you can still function properly. But for us, it's slightly different. Um, we only take one meal a day because we don't want to be grounded too much by the food here. The energies here are getting a little bit off recently. <laughs> the yeah. Even the food substance is not as pure as it, it used to be. So mm -hmm. we, we, we only try to have a meal a day. So it actually drains us a little bit more and we don't want to eat uh, after classes because, you know, sometimes after class it's already 11, 12, sometimes because your students will be asking you a lot of questions. So if you were to eat during that time, the next day, you'll be sluggish. The body cannot take it because of the vibration as well. Okay, so let's go, let's mm. go August, September 2024. Mm. Now, let's just be there now. And we're there and it's all happening and everybody's seeing similar stuff and having similar experiences, everybody. When that happens, what does that bring? 
Well, if we are going to peer through the, let's let's just jump into that time space. You will see some people with lower vibrations that are going to be so fearful, and they will they will be at arms because they do not know what to expect, and some gets hysterical, some of their belief system will break down. And of course, then there are those about five, 10, 10 to five, five to 10% of people like yourself will be rejoiced by the energies that is flowing. And uh, of course, then you will have two camps of the Galactic Federation, you call them, uh, two camps, but not Two camps meaning there's two sets of different energies that's coming. Mm-hmm. So depends on which camp this ten to five to ten percent falls into, because not everyone that does spiritual work, I, I'm talk, only talking about energetic work. Yeah, doesn't mean that all ten percent or all five percent of these people who does energetic work will fall into one camp. They will. They might fall into another camp as well. Because there must always be a balance. Okay. So what advice would you give us? Choose wisely. Yeah. And that, that's serious. Like, do choose wisely. And so when the five, why is it up to the five or 10%? Depends on the amount of people that are waking up during this time. We have already done our best. We blast everyone with all the uh, upgrading energies as much as possible. Yeah. But then it's up to them to to wake up and to unlock these energies from within themselves. Yeah. So once that happens, then story different, story changes. And when that happens, and let's just say we're fast forwarding a little bit, will this zero point conversions happen in this the physical body's time that we're both in? As far as I can see, it will happen. It may not happen suddenly, like say for example, 2024 September, it happens, no, it doesn't happen yeah. that way. Uh, it will come to a conversion point. Uh, there is a time frame to it. We call it uh, 20, the 20, sorry, the 2024 to the 2045 uh, time frame. Okay. Mm. So there's a nice bit of space there. For you, you won't go. I mean, in a sense, you don't grow old these days, right? You find that time is going faster, but then for us, because we already lost the concept of what time is all about, then every day is just the sun going up and down, the earth is spinning, that's all. <laughs> exactly. So you will look at the mirror and tell yourself, hey, doesn't this look like me like, you know, five years ago? Things like that. Wow. And so this merging of worlds is the beginning point of the zero point. Is that right? Yes. It's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. And how we respond to what's coming in or to what we're seeing will determine the outcome. Mm. So choose wisely. And the 5 or 10% of us that are really tuning in energetically and aware and are inviting that in and have no fear, do we have... A sense of responsibility then? Oh, every one of you have a sense of responsibility that is coming up. Yeah. Because you are preparing yourself to make the so-called ultimate choice where you want to be because you have chosen this timeline to be 
and somehow or other you all have, are already given the privilege to wake up way before the, 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 the rest that's going to wake up soon. So this 5 to 10% actually has the responsibility to, to, to not to shoulder the whole thing, but then to really show those people the way to move forward into their lives. And, but then of course, different, different camps will have different agendas. Once you wake up to your, to your higher purpose, let's just put it this way, you, you know where you are from. You know what you are here to do exactly after you wake up. Yeah. Then you, from there, you actually make the decision to know what you want to do next. Because once the decision is make, made, right, the timeline just moves. <laughs> your, your destiny just changed toward that, that timeline. Wow. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's up to you. It's really... <laughs> It, that's just so beautiful how it all just begins to dance and unfold for you because you know what you are. Mm -hmm. And then the effort is ceasing and it just becomes about knowing. Mm -hmm. And this is an incredible conversation. And I really, I really uh, honor you and what you're doing. And I'm sure it has its own challenges, probably amplified, as you said, challenges. And so can you tell me a little bit about what you teach and what people are you, I mean, you probably don't want loads of students, but but how does it work? Like, how do people find you or what work do you do with people? Ah, okay. So the work I do physically, uh, we teach something called, uh, the brand name is what? The Maitreya Ascension Energy. So these energies are brought in, introduced to people who wants to really work on themselves to raise their vibration frequency, to really have a solid foundation about uh, how to, in a sense, cultivate themselves to, to a certain level of vibration where they can literally base on their sense of knowing, which is their clansentian, which is uh, like your intuition. But of course, in a sense that because the clansentian will allow you to read the frequencies of what is actually going on and what's happening without just taking face value. Right. So from there, you decide your life. With the energies that's being given to you, with the techniques that is being given to you, you, you can do literally a lot of things. So by then, you have your level one, which builds your physical body nicely. Then your level two, by introducing the energies in, you raise your vibration, you clear off, understand your karmic patterns, your life lessons. Then later on at level three, basically what you do is you learn how to use these energies properly, knowing that there are consequences if you were to you know, use it somewhere else. Then, of course, if you feel that you no longer belong to the human race, you want to shift further, you go to level four, which I hardly teach. Because that level changes you totally. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's the level, isn't it? You know, you know, you're not a human being. Yeah, that's that's when you already understand that you are only here for a human experience. You know that you're a spiritual being. You've already done your homework. That's where you want to go. Wow! And you bring you bring them through those levels, right? Yeah. And, and is that is that a live teaching or is it recorded or how does it work? Oh, it's a it's an online teaching. Yeah, we we teach online. Of course, if you're in Singapore, then we have. 
the physical class, if there's enough people, and how people get to know us, usually it's by word of mouth. I, I don't do a lot of marketing. No, I uh, wouldn't imagine. It's, it's not meant to. <laughs> people just come in, uh, friends, true friends, uh, husbands and wives, brothers, sisters, they just come in, they learn about it, uh, they, they like it, they want to learn, they just come in for the levels. But then I, I can say that I have quite a fair bit of students all by word of mouth, but then not all of them are ready. So usually some will take part and they will just leave because it's not their time yet. It's just out of curiosity, they will be like, oh, okay, I heard that. This is good. I want to try. You know, things. And if I asked you, would you do? Would you teach one-on-one? Would uh, you do that? No, I won't do that because the energy-wise is similar to if I were to teach uh, five to six together. And the synergy will be much better if you have a group of uh, classmates because why um, material essential energy is about uh, a lot of reflections. And okay. the reflection actually comes from the other person that is closer to you. So when you have classmates, right, they reflect back to you. And you're yeah. brought into the class for a certain reason because you have similarities. Yeah. You may hate each other because you reflect certain things. So when you resolve all these things, they become your best friend. Oh, that's oh. beautiful. I understand. Okay, <laughs> group energies are very powerful. Yeah. And so where is that? Where can we find you? Okay, you can always go to our website, www.artofblessing.com. Artofblessing.com. For those of you who know you're not human. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll put that link below, but I just want to rephrase a question because if we have got walk-ins, then we've got possessions, then we've got uh, star seeds, and then we've got ETs pretending to be human. What percentage of bodies walking around are actually human beings having like human? Is there any human beings? Oh, there is. Is at, there? At least 80%, 80% is human. Wow, really? <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. But then, before they wake up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, is 80% of people still asleep? Yeah, that's what I'm mm. trying to say. <laughs> that's a lot. Mm. 80%. Mm -hmm. So bring on 2024. Mm. <laughs> that's the golden ticket, really, isn't it? The nugget. Yeah, kind or of. Or not. Or, or how you perceive it. Because if you don't perceive it well, see it in the next realm type mm. thing. You, you mm. will see something very different. Let's say, for example, for those people who are not awakened, they will see this event as something so different that they feel that it's hell on earth. Yeah. Wow. I, you can't go hiding on us now. If I'm going to be with WhatsApp and you going, hey, you know, what's the story? Help. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to stick around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I will try. <laughs> Would it be possible for me in the future to invite you back on? Yeah, sure. Why not? If I'm still around, then yeah. If you're still around, then <laughs> yes. we can maybe just go into detail and maybe some of these things, just a little bit more about your understanding and of, of what you are, because I'm so happy and I'm excited. And you, you basically just made my day, which is my eternity, because there's a, eternity is in a day. I'm glad that uh, you get what you need and you get what you want and hope that those people who are listening in also may get inspired to actually shift and try to awaken themselves one way or another. Actually. 
Yeah, absolutely. Conversations with consciousness, literally. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Viva. Thank you.